This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Mug Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and have come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Well, a very good evening to everyone. It is two minutes past eight over here in the UK. Wolves have had a 12.30 lunchtime kickoff against the reigning champions of England, Manchester City over at the Etihad Stadium. Uh, for myself, it was uh, up nice and early today. Got to um, got to Manchester, had a cup of tea and a fairly low-rated breakfast in Asda <laughs> before the game, and uh, and then had a walk up to the game. And obviously, uh, if you, the match uh, day experience vlog will be out uh, sometime on Sunday. We have uh, some fantastic guests on the show tonight and obviously all you guys in the chat um, that are joining us here today. And we're going to really, we've got a lot to uh, sort of get stuck into today. Um, uh, Another performance from Wolves where they've been on the wrong end of a 1-0 scoreline. We saw early in the season three games where they played teams off the park and lost 1-0. And we've seen in the last two games where we've been playing two out of the three uh, title challenges for this year. We've got Chelsea next weekend, of course. Liverpool last week, 94th minute defeat after playing uh, so valiantly. And then today, we've gone away to the champions and we've basically lost the game 1-0 on what is a hotly uh, disputed penalty that even went to VAR review. There's lots of talk around that. And, of course, we've also got to talk about the Raul Jimenez uh, red card, a double yellow, two yellow cards within the space of 
10 seconds or something like that. And I think I, I haven't seen any of this back, but I'm really going to be interested to hear what you guys have to say in the chat that have watched it. And also my guests that are coming off, if you've seen it, those were there and watch it on the TV. Because apparently, um, I think the reason that Raul lost it was because he felt he didn't even touch the player. We're going to get stuck into all of that. There's so much to talk about. Um, again, it's another game gone where Wolves have failed to score. Nil one to City, nil one to um, Liverpool, nil nil with Burnley. Um, and then I think there was another nil. It's been about four games now. Is there a problem with the striking department? We can make exceptions for today, of course, because we were down to 10 men for half the game. And actually, we nearly managed to sneak an equaliser right at the end, but it wasn't to happen. Just going to have a look in the uh, the chat before we bring on our first guest. Thanks, for everyone, for joining. Uh, let us know where you're watching in the world today. Put in the way you're watching in the world today and we'll put that up on the screen and if you've got any questions for our guests please and i also want to thank of course um the sponsors of today's show spider vpn who provide um great vpn routers for your home and deliver anywhere in the world and you can check out the link to their offering in the description below so before without any further ado we're going to get on um, a local lad to me who I actually saw at the game, sat around about uh, three or four rows behind me. Robbie, how are you doing? Uh, better now I'm on, mate. Well, you've had a little bit of a, an interesting journey home. How long have you actually been home? Bearing in mind the game finished at, um, let's call it half past two. Yeah. Uh, well, we're talking about six. Train to Wolverhampton about quarter to seven, and I've probably been back for about half an hour. So, what? How come it's taking you so long? Because I got back even after going to Starbucks, having a cake and a cup of tea for about, and chatting yeah. to some City fans for about forty-five minutes, and still got back for um, about half past five, and I've had my tea. Yeah, I, my, like we, we come out and like the police were like, like get straight on the couch and whatever, because it was a little bit, a little bit of trouble. Um, got on. Then we had to wait ages to get like get off the coast park. Then I think we took a wrong turn, so we've gone like the wrong side of Manchester from the Ring Road. The pub stop was like a joke. Like we were there too long. Then yeah, I'm back now. That's 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 the most important thing, and I just can't wait to get home and get to bed. Well, we've got people in All Brighton, Sunkiss Utopia of Stafford. LA Wolf fan, LACFC Wolf fan is watching from Los Angeles, California. So, Adam, there's a fellow Wolves fan that you might be able to hook up with there, mate. Um, Carl's watching from Swanage in Dorset. David's in a snowy Sweden. Um, and then Merv's watching from his shed. LA Wolf says, Welcome to the show, Robbie. Uh, Stu Kelsey's evening. Thank you very much. And, um, and Katie's saying, wonder how much um, Manchester City played the ref. Well, let's get stuck into the ref, Robbie. I mean, yeah. what do you think of... Who was the ref today? I can't think. Is it John, uh, John Moss? Moss. Yeah. What do you think of um, his performance? Um, well, I've got to be honest, I can't say I'm a big fan of his anyway. Um, it wasn't until i come out of the game that I realised it was Andre Mariner on VAR. So yeah. I think we were all facing uphill struggle against, you know, like the, the big team bias. Um, I think like we we team in 
you know, sending off. Um, I think the first yellow was very, very soft. It was harsh. But the second one, for me, look, I know he's kicked the ball away and, you know, he's sort of like obstructed the free kick. He stopped him from taking it. But if you're John Moss in that situation, and I'm not just saying it because it was, you know, Wolves, I'm said it if it was the other way around. For me, you'd say, look, you know, calm down. Stop letting your emotions get the better of you. Just walk away rather than just, you know, just letting him, uh, uh, yeah, harsh. I, I, to be fair, he didn't look like he struggled to pull the second, you know, out in the red. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. I don't think he was going to ever just sort of try and calm him down or talk to him or anything. Um, have you managed to watch the incidents back, Robbie, yet? Yeah, I watched that one briefly on the coach back um, and the Matinho comedy appeal, which for me is an absolute joke. Hey, that even needed checking, I don't know. But we, yeah, we were robbed. But like, I posted on my Twitter a lot when we come out that, like, you know, it took the champions of England, a very good tech Guardiola team, a man advantage. And it, you know, a dodgy false penalty to, you know, to beat us. Other than that, I think we played quite well. Other than, I think when Adama got taken off, that sort of just nullified any sort of attacking threat that we got. To be honest, after that, it was just quite dull. Other than Kilman's potentially last minute equalising. Yeah, I mean, he got to the. That, I mean, that was again Daniel. I think it was Daniel Pedence that got the cross in. He's good at chipping those balls across. Daniel is. Um, and it, it felt to me um, that we had a game plan. The game plan was really working. I would never... Yeah. I, I watched the... Uh, obviously, you were there. Oh, by the way, mate, I've been editing my match vlog and you, you, you can see you a few times in behind me. So you'll have to look out for that. <laughs> okay. when you, you know, I didn't yeah, see... Yeah, I think I was uh, behaving myself. Yeah, you're behaving yourself, definitely. And... Um, Not that I ever missed you. Gilman did... It was a, I mean, it was a, probably... A fairly comfortable save in the end, and then there's a corner at the end, and we there's just no one on the back post to just scramble it over the line. But I thought the game yeah. plan went very well up until the point that Raul got sent off. I think he was distraught on the way off. He was like probably regretted it, probably no. I mean, we've I've listened to Bruno Large giving his thoughts on it, but you know, we're all everyone's you know sees the red mist from time to time. Yeah. I think he just felt a sense of injustice. And that's why he was yeah. like, doing what he was. Doing what he was yeah, you can you can completely understand that. Like you know, I, I think we'd have all we'd have all been exactly the same. I think that's why you know why I point out that I think like John Moss should have just been like, look, you know, just calm down a little bit, move on, let them take the free kick, and then let play continue. Because I do think we, look, we did play really well anyway. But with him as on the pitch, I, we probably could have gone on and nick that. To be honest. Well, well, I, I think, think the, game, well. the game plan was going really, really, really well, and I thought, to be honest, we were magnificent again in the uh, in the second in the second half. Um, and yeah. I, you know, Jose Sar again, what a class keeper he's turning out to be. The defence, well, the whole team defended really well, and I thought when he took Neves off and he brought Trincao, and then obviously mm-hmm. Adama, he, he brought Wang on because Adama was yeah. probably cream crackered. I thought the last <laughs> minutes he thought we're just going to have a go here. Um, we, yeah, we, well, you've sort of got nothing to lose then, have you really? No, well, we were, if we'd have opened up a bit earlier, you, you could be on the end mm. of a 3 4 5 nil hiding, weren't we? And yeah, um, exactly. I thought that we were looking the most likely to score in the last five minutes. Yeah, I think with you, I mean, like, Aitnuri again was super. Again, that left for me and like. 
you can see, like, you, you see what he can do. Look, when he gets at people, he's got the pace, the trickery. You know, he, he can he can beat men. He, he can deliver that ball in. Which you know that link up play with Daniel Pedersen's class, but yeah, I don't know. It's well, just, Another question for you, Katie Merrick's we've only really got silver and can step in for Raul against Brighton, although that's not actually true, is it? Because Wang can play in that position. But obviously, yeah. Raul's going to be out for the Brighton game now. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on who's going to step in for Raul? Would you, would you go with silver or um, would you go with Wang? Personally, I think as much as I'd like to see Silver given a go, I think it will be Quang. I think it will be Pedent, Quang, and Adama. But maybe, you know, depending on how Quang goes, maybe we'll see Silver come off the bench for a bit. Although, I don't know if you saw when we were leaving at the end, there was a very much lookalike of him giving away. Oh, I saw, mate, I saw him. They were were singing his name on the top (laughs) tier. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was a. He was a. He was a. He was a proper lookalike. If he ever gets really famous, yeah. he'd probably make a bit of money out of that being a lookalike. I tell you. As Stu Council says, if Silver doesn't start on Wednesday, I think it's a big sign he doesn't trust him. I don't. To be fair, I don't think he does anyway. I think if he did, then we'd we'd have seen a bit more of him coming off the bench. You know what I mean, like, him and it hasn't been the player that we knew before. And um, yeah, I, I think if he, if he, I think. Not so much the entire event, so, but it's really like the same subs all, all the time, isn't it, really, that you see coming on and, you know, give, I'll give him a go, but if, if not, if he's just going to go out on loan. And if we can bring somebody in, which is that likely, I'd probably well, don't I'd think... Love to, I'd love to see us go out and get a Rigi, I would. Yeah, I, I don't think... I don't know, I don't think he'd leave. He's, he's so loved at Liverpool. As much as I'd like to see him in a wall shirt, you know, he's been linked for a while, but... I can't see us having a particularly interesting January. I think it's just going to be a case of Quang on a permanent if they can get the deal done and then recalls for Gibbs, White and Sanderson. I, I don't really feel too much else, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he's uh, he's definitely dropped a few hints, hasn't he, um, Bruno, that we need to be doing recalls. Yeah. January is always a very difficult time to get the right players in, though, isn't it? Um, but yeah. again, we, we, we look at it... The back of the defence have been so good and it's been, you know, brilliant, uh, the back three. But you, we are going to be losing Bolly, Soyis and Cody's basically playing through an ankle injury. <laughs> it does worry yeah. you a bit, doesn't it? That it? You know, if we lose that amount of players out the back three um, and if Cody yeah. gets, does struggle with that injury that he's carrying, we're, we're really struggling. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a formation change would sort of do us a favour because if we lose defenders and we switch to a back four, however way you, you know, however which way you want to play that, then you, you, you know, you lose out and you need, you know, it's the midfield as well. I know he's full of praise for Luke Cundall, but he's going to give him a go. Past him, we haven't got much. Shem Campbell's probably going to go out on loan. Well, that, that, I mean, with the three midfielders that were on today, we only had Luke Cundall really on the bench that was an out-and-out midfielder, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, and um, I don't think he was ever going to come on to the honest. Adrian Richards says, two issues that I see are holding us back. No aggressive attacking midfielder, no forward mature attacker. Bring in that attacking midfielder, Silver, would work. Um, Love Rock Animations, that's a great name. Pedence needs one in the side we need to create and he's the man. 
And yeah, he is for me. Bring Bolly to the game on Wednesday. No, I wouldn't change the back three to be honest. No, I keep, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's not the defence; it's a problem. It is up front, but for me, you know, a dharma is a dharma. But overall game, Pedenza is the best wing we've got until Pedro Neto comes back. And then for me, I, like my favourite two wingers would be Pedenza and Neto. Yeah, I think Peden, uh, Neto, and I, I do love Pedence because for me, Pedence gives us something different. Um, he's yeah. very good at getting in the hole just in front of the defence. He finds space. He's got a very low centre of gravity. Um, he'll yeah. create something out of nothing. He's good at getting... He's good when it comes to assists and looking up and getting the right delivery. And Neto, yeah. obviously, we can't wait for him, but it's, we can't expect too much from Pedro Neto because it's going to take him a while to get up to full match darkness. Uh, Robbie, to finish yeah. off on, um, what's your performance rating today? Um, is it your debut on the show? And who's your man of the match? Um, performance rating overall... I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. I, I don't think we played all that badly and we, we did contain Man City. Um, just wish we could have done something with 11 men. Um, yes, it is my debut on the show. And my man of the match. It's a tough one again. You're looking at Murray, Starr, Kilman, Neves. It's always the same four names. But I think if I was to put my neck on the line, I'd... Jose Sar, I think. Jose Sar, so that's the your vote. Uh, let's see what the others think. Robbie, thanks for um, for uh, jumping in. I know you've only just got home, but great to have you make your debut. No problem. Cheers, Dave. Thank you. All right, take care, bud. See you, mate. Take care. See you soon. Cheers, mate. So that's Robbie making his debut. Do you agree with his points, his thoughts, his man of the match, his performance rating? Uh, we'll continue to debate this. But next up, we've got Jack. Hey, Jack. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. You're right, mate. Great. I think I, I saw you, didn't I, in the concourse area just before, just before the game? The game where were you yeah. today? What's that? Sorry. Uh, where were you uh, situated in the stand? Uh, about six rows from the front, right next to the uh, home fans. Literally to the left of me was the sort of the blue uh, sort of separator between the home and away fans. So oh, right. So you were you because we were on row E, A, B, C, D, E. So we were on the fifth row back. So we must have been fairly close. It must have been, yeah, not far away. I don't think, yeah. Yeah, they would give it. There was a lot of um, the bit of um, they got those lot at the front were um, on the city side. I think yeah. it took things a little bit too far, didn't they? Do you know? I think it was. They expected us to, to come and roll over and let them tickle our bellies. They'd win 3-0, 4-0, whatever, like they normally do. And when they realised that that's not what we're going to do, it kind of got a little bit tetchy, didn't it? Yeah, I think, very I think tetchy. At the start, it was quite, quite light-hearted, you know, empty seats and this, that and the other. But towards sort of, especially once the second half started, it, it got quite uh, quite nasty, didn't it? But... Um, yeah, I mean, the guy yeah, who was standing next to me... Where they were throwing Mark, things. Yeah, my friend Mark got hit by a coin. So, yeah, um, we got yeah. hit by a lighter yeah. um, that was thrown. And we were just, like, standing around. It bounced off my head. Yeah, um, I mean, banter's one thing. Yeah. But throwing stuff is just, you it's know, it's not, it? not on. You know, it, that's no excuses there. None at all. But, Absolutely. Um, A lot of people saying hi to you 
in I the uh, in the chat. Yeah. Again, Stuart um, Tompkins says Pedins needs to start for us. He offers so much flair to the team. Would you agree with that? I would, because I think actually when when he came on for that last ten minutes, whatever, we actually looked a threat. It, we got yeah. in behind them. We got further up the pitch. I think the thing with Pedence, defenders don't know how to mark him. Do, do mean, they not know how to mark him, or because no, he's smaller? I don't think they do. Because because he's got such a low centre of gravity, and he's and he's deceptively quick, and he's got a really nice sort of turn of pace. I mean, when when he came on against Villa earlier on in the season, he absolutely bamboozled Mings because Mings had been up against I think it was Traore and, and Huang, wasn't it? And he was getting touch tight all the time and pushing them. Up. Once Pedence came on, you can't you can't get near him, and so, so suddenly. He's an out ball, isn't he? And you can get a bit further up the pitch. So, yeah, I think Pedence, particularly, maybe not so much when we're playing the cities away and things like that, but certainly when we're playing Brighton away, for example, no no disrespect to them. We're going to need someone like that who can get us up the pitch and get us in with possession and in dangerous you know, areas. You know what, Jack? I felt, because I know he was out with COVID, I felt if we'd have had Pedence against the Burnley game, I think we'd have won that game. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I think we should probably have won the Burnley game anyway, even with well, the way we had on the pitch. Yeah. But, but I, I, I take your point absolutely. I think someone like that against a team that is set up just to to sort of sit in and be very rigid and, and sort of quite sort of blocked in what they're doing. Someone like Pedence who can find little pockets and and find little sort of half turns and half yards of space is absolutely vital. I mean, you look at um, what Jota used to do for us. He used to do that all the time, didn't he? Against the the Norwiches, the Cardiffs, those sort of teams. They would sit sort of quite deep and he'd get the ball half turn or he'd play a little one-two edge of the box and that space would open up. And I think Pedence is probably the closest thing we've got to that in the squad at the minute. I, I think you're absolutely right, mate. I, I, I mean, I thought, you know, Pedence, I think he's been a bit careful with him coming back from COVID, which is why he's not starting. I yeah. think I can see him starting on Wednesday. We will get into the major incidents of the game, but obviously, Raul's out. Who would be your starting? Uh, what would be your starting team? Obviously, let's forget the defence because we yeah. know that it's going to be the same. But what what would you would you make any changes? Who you who would you be starting up front? I mean, I'd I'd, I'd be tempted to to bring back the three four three and take a midfielder out and put another forward in, just because I think we're going to have a little bit more possession against Brighton. We're not going yeah. to have to have such a low block and defend so deep, we're going to be able to get out and, and play a bit more football. I think Brighton are kind of the team that they like you to play as well, don't they? They're not sort of going to try and stop you. Um, I'll be te- I'll like to say, I think Pedence probably needs a start. I think he's one of those players. I think 10 minutes here and there is great and he looked really good today, but he needs a, a big sort of chunk of time to really get his teeth into into a game. Um, in terms of replacing Raul, I think Huang is probably the the obvious choice, isn't he? I know people are sort of talking about Fabio, and and I, and I get that, I do get that, but I think Huang is probably the the next sort of cab off the rank, if you like, isn't he? In terms of being that sort of number nine centre forward, I know he's been playing left wing when he's been started, but um, I would potentially go Traore, Huang, and Pedence as a three, and just yeah, see um, what they can do. What about what would your midfield be? Um, Probably Neves and Dendonka. Just yeah, I think, um, I think Dendonka, the, the set pieces, the height at set pieces, probably over Stu, the team now. Stu Kelsell agrees with you here. I think Neves alongside either Donk, um, I think, who can sit in the pocket space of higher at the pitch. I think it will will be, a, 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 obviously, a much different game, although we know Brighton do like to play. But I think yeah. teams that like to play against us suits us. So it might be a game 
But again, you look at the um, at Brighton, they've had a full weekend off rest. And when we played Burnley, they had exactly the same thing. It, the fixture things just don't seem to be working out for us at the moment, do they? It's, it's one of them, isn't it? I mean, you could look at it both ways. You could say Brighton have had a, a nice rest, or you could say, well, they've been out of practice. They've not played for 10 days, 14 days. Whatever. I love the way you you spin things around, Jack. You know, I, like, you know, because, I like your thoughts. That's what, that's what Brighton fans will be saying, won't it? They'll be saying, well, hang on a minute. You know, we haven't played for 10 days or whatever it is. We might not be quite sharp as, as you guys who've just played City at the weekend. So I think we've got to be careful of, of, of putting things in place already, haven't we? And saying, now, oh, but, you know, they've, they've had all this rest and we've not played, you know. Let's play the I game. Agree with, I agree with that because that's a very good point that you make. Um, obviously, at this time of year, it's all about recovery as well. Um, let's go. Let's get stuck into the major incidents of the game from your point of yeah. view, Jack. Let's start with the uh, the Raul red card, the yellow red card. I don't know if you've seen it back, but what were your yeah. initial thoughts as it happened, and have you seen it back since? Yeah, I mean, at the time it was kind of you were just sort of like, "What's going on here?" I, you, I you knew he was going when he did when when he did the, he did the block. You could say, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, and I think I think Robbie made a good point when he just came on. I think the referee could easily have just said, "Just, just calm down. Just, just go, go, go that, go ten yards away. Just, just get your breath and calm down." But you give the referee a decision to make, and, and we've talked a lot on on your show and and people having about the standard of refereeing. And when you give them a decision to make, you're in trouble. You're in serious trouble because you just don't know what they're going to do. I mean, once I think once he books him, I think Raul just has to walk away. He's just got to walk away. You know, you, you can understand the frustration. I totally get it because I don't think it's a yellow card. But once he's put himself in that position where you've just been booked, you, you sort of, your, your aggression level, your temperature's up, just walk away. He's an experienced player and I think he'll, he'll feel like he's let his, his teammates I think I, I think he was distraught as he walked off, wasn't he? Was, he? Yeah, he was. He was yeah. distraught. He knew um, and it was... He reacted, I think, probably a little bit petulant, really. So unrolled-like. But I think he felt such an injustice yeah. about the free kick. He was, like, making a point. This isn't a free kick. And then, like you say, the ref could have just said, look, just walk away, otherwise you're going to go. I apparently, he did get one warning. I don't know. We'd have to Mate, watch that. Again, like I say, you don't know what was said to him. You don't know. I mean, it looked like he was having a bit of needle with Laporte or, or first half, really. They were sort of barging each other all through the game. Um, I think what happened potentially, again, talking about John Moss, was he just booked the two City players, hadn't he, for, for hacking down Traore and Guardiola yeah. was flapping his arms on the touchline, going absolutely ballistic about it. And whether he felt like he needed to even it up a little bit and book a Wolves player the next time they did a foul and it was just unfortunate it was Raul. I mean, I heard Bruno after the game talking, and he said it's never a yellow card. And I, personally, I don't think it is a yellow card. But the I think first, the the, the, um, the, the, the foul, yeah, card. The, the first yellow card, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's a, it's a foul, but it's not a booking. I don't think it's a booking at all. But once he's given it, for whatever reason, whether he feels like he's got to show he's not biased or he's got to just you know whatever it was, just walk away. Just you know, we've been we've been there so many times with referees, haven't we? They've given a ridiculous decision against us. You just got to walk away and just go. Okay, let's just carry on playing. But Raúl, obviously, he's very—he plays on the edge anyway, doesn't he? That's part of the reason why we like Raúl. He does a lot of that stuff, doesn't he? He sort of, you know, when we're losing, the goalkeeper's time wasting. He'll always go and get the ball well and to put it down for them, things like that. He plays on the edge, Raúl. He like there's another one where the goalkeeper's taking his time and he'll stand there counting with his fingers, won't he, to show show the ref how long he's yeah. taking. 
he does a lot of stuff like that, Roland, and that's part of the reason why we like him. But today, yeah. it, it's not worked, and, it, and it's it's gone wrong, hasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And the uh, the penalty. I, I can see you, know, you shaking your hand, your head. Do you know, do you know what? I think the the issue is VAR. I, yeah. I from 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 where we were, it was obviously at the other end of the pitch. I can understand why the referee thinks it's handball, but it's not handball. So VAR should have what I mean. The replay I've seen, it took me one look, full speed to go. That's not handball. That's it. Is that's it? His rib cage and rolled up onto his armpit. That's not handball. For him to spend what was it, two minutes, two and a half minutes looking at replays, and to still say, yeah, that's handball. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I was obviously vlogging it, and as I was vlogging it, I had the VAR thing. I was talking. I was going like, we never get a VAR decision. Even we just won't, we, we never get it. It was no real surprise. It always no. seems to go in favor of the top so called top clubs, top six clubs all the time. And VAR has a job to do, and they've not even asked the referee to go and have a look at it or anything, they've just gone with it. And Matinho was going ballistic, wasn't he? Yeah, you can tell from the player reaction a lot of the time, can't you? Whether whether a decision is good or bad, you know. Sometimes a player, the, the Watford one last night, wasn't it? The penalty against Brentford. As soon as he did it, the defender had his head in his hands. You know, oh, he's, it's it's a penalty, isn't it? He's, he's, yeah. he's cost his team here. Matinho was straight onto the ref, wasn't he? That's ridiculous. He's pointing to his armpit and doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, VAR is there for those kind of decisions. That's exactly the kind of decision that VAR is for when the referees from his angle or from where he was on the pitch, thinks something's happened, but you look at the replay and it hasn't. VAR can have a quick look at it. Hang on a minute, mate. That's not what you've you've seen that, but it's not what happened. Change the decision. Get on with the game. And I just don't seem to do it. I mean, it's been in, this is the third year, is it, VAR? And it's no better than when it first came in and we had all that controversy. It's Why is it rubbish. you think we don't get the decisions ever? Is it because... I mean, there's a lot of people are saying it's corrupt. I've had messages on Instagram and stuff like that. I've had comments on Instagram on my post saying it's corrupt. I don't think we can say it's corrupt, but it, it, there does seem to be a bias. I don't. Maybe it's just well, us. But... I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it this way. I accept that referees make mistakes because yeah. everybody makes mistakes. It's human nature to get things wrong. And the referee today on the pitch made a mistake. He, he wasn't cheating. He just made a mistake. He thought it was handball and he gave a penalty and it was an handball. I accept that. And if without VAR, you just, you can't, you bad look down. You Oh, it wasn't a penalty, but we move on. For VAR to have a look at it on the video screen and to back the referee up, I think that's the thing I have issue with. Because I think the referee, the VAR, sorry, is he looking at it objectively and saying, can I make the right decision for the game or can I support my friend on the pitch? Because I think yeah. it's the latter. I think that's what he's doing. And I think that's what they do all the time. You watch they're so many decisions, they try and back up the ref as much as they can. The guys in the studio do it. Peter Walton does it all the time on BT Sport. Well, I think the referee was right to make this decision. Well, I can see why he's done it. It's, that's not what it's about. We want the referee to get the right decision. Absolutely. But when he gets it wrong, we want VAR to help him put it right. And they 100%. don't do that. They don't okay. do that. I know, and Katie Merrick says it'd be interesting to see what they say on match of the day tonight. Surely they're going to look at that. And also, uh, Sean Fogarty here, who's a Man City fan, basically saying John Moss is one of the worst referees in the Premier League. And this is from a City fan. 
Well, that says it all, doesn't it? What what also is interesting is, in my opinion, the best referee we've had this season was the guy against uh, Burnley. Who had his, he was his first ever, guy. Premier, first ever Premier League game. Yeah. And he's yeah. the best one we've had. The, the guy, you know the what? said that now. as well on the night. He refed it so well. Yeah. The John Mosses, the Mike Deans, the Michael Olivers, they're all rubbish. They're all at, they've all they've got they've got too cosy. They're too confident. You know, there's no accountability. I would love for BT Sports, Sky Sports, BBC, whoever, to interview the referee after the game and say, explain what you saw, because even if you still disagree after it, you can accept his point of view. But at the minute, uh, well, we don't well, know what's gone on. You're on about having referees on after for, to be interviewed. Yeah, yeah, and just just not in a, not in a like hanging them out to dry, just to hear what they thought. Because when you watch rugby. You can hear the referee talking all game and saying, well, I think yeah. I've seen this. Can you have a look on the screen and back me up? Or can you help me make this decision? We don't know as fans what's going on, what the referee's seen, why he's given this, what, what his thought process is. I would love to hear John Moss today saying, I've given a penalty because I think it's hit his arm. Okay, And then we can then take it from there and go, well, actually, VAR should, should be backing you up or VAR should be helping you change your mind. We don't it's know what's fun. happening. It's funny, and I'll come on to that point. Uh, Adrian Richards says, Jack, top point about refs backing refs. It's funny, I had a conversation earlier on today about exactly that point. I was asked, do you think refs should do interviews after the game? And I thought it would be nice, but then I thought no, because it kind of makes a celebrity out of the ref, as a, and it shouldn't be about. They should almost be invisible. And we well, talked about celebrities already now, aren't they? Well, I suppose so. How many, how many times have you kind of gone, who's the ref today? Mike Dean, oh, no. Mike Oliver, oh, well, especially no. Especially we get Mike it, Dean. It, it, it's because they're, they're personalities now, aren't they? And they're characters within the game. It shouldn't be like that, absolutely. I know what you mean. But it's already at that point now anyway. Because the Premier League is so sort of worldwide and global and well-watched and, and well-supported. You know who the refs are. You know what kind of performance you're going to get. I mean, John Moss, he never leaves the centre circle. You, you look at the, the the penalty decision today, he's 30, 35 yards from play. You know, the you linesman's know looking straight at it and doesn't give anything. And that and that's that's telling, isn't it? 100%. Carl Whitehouse said refs mics uh, are used in the A-League in Australia. Katie Merrick said it's a good idea, Jack. Jack, to finish up on, um, give us some positives. Uh, give us your match uh, performance rating and, uh, and your man of the match. I think there are there are lots of positives. I know I know we, we always when we lose we always sort of focus on the, the things that have gone wrong because that's that's nature of football fans, isn't it? But we've played Liverpool and Manchester City in the last two weeks. Teams that probably cost billions of pounds to put together. Two of the the best coaches that the Premier League's ever had, Klopp and Guardiola, and they've both had to really scrap to get the points off us, haven't they? Yeah. And, and again today, I'll I'll say exactly what I said last week. Did we deserve a, a point? Probably not, because Man City had so much of the play and, and all the best chances, really, didn't they? But had we earned a point, I think we probably did, with how yeah. well we defended and how well we sort of stuck to the game plan. Again, you've got to give credit to Bruno. You know, we're never going to go to Man City and go toe-to-toe and we'll attack, then you attack, then we'll have another go. It was always going to be, can we just block? Can we frustrate? Can we stop them? And we did for the majority of the game. I didn't feel, apart from the penalty, that they really no, I carved us open at all. And, and it wasn't a case of you thought, oh, the goal's inevitable. You knew it was going to be difficult with 10 men. You, you know that. It's always going to be difficult. If you were going to pick a team not to go to 10 men against, it's Manchester City. Minutes. 
close. Yeah, it's, it's Manchester City because yeah. they move the ball so quickly, and you know people like Can- Cancelo was fantastic today. Yeah, and I know I know their their sponsors gave Sterling the man of the match, but Cancelo was was a different level for me for, in terms of their players today. Yeah, but you know we've competed. I know we've not had a lot of shots and we've not attacked very much, but we've competed. We've scrapped it out. We've made ourselves difficult to beat, and they've had to earn that victory, and that's a positive for me. And again, the goal, the goals. You know, we've conceded two goals in two games against like those top teams. Teams go, teams get beat six, seven against these guys regularly. You know, and because they open up or, or they haven't got the defensive quality that we've got, and and so I think it's positive. It'll be different against Brighton, obviously, and then we've got obviously got Chelsea next weekend. It'll probably be quite similar. We'll probably be quite low and frustrating and trying to pick something off on the break if we can, but. I've got no issues with how we've played today. I know Man City fans were quite, oh, do they even know how to play football? I saw someone say, but, you know, we're not going to go there and let them, you know, to roll us Jack, We did play some football in spells. We, yeah. You know, we kept possession of the ball in the first half quite well at times and we're building attacks and trying to play out and stuff like that. Obviously, when you go into the second half and you've got 10 men, you, you, you've got no outlet. So what's yeah. your performance rating and man of the match? I'm probably going to go eight out of 10. Yeah. I think, you know, defensively, it was probably a 10, wasn't it? And then going forward, a 6, maybe, because we didn't do a great deal, if we're being really honest, are we? Yeah. Man of the match, I've got to go Kilman again. I, do, I, I think he's just... When you consider at the start of the season, he probably wasn't going to be in most people's starting 11, was he? You know, we weren't he, sure... He wasn't was bullet, gonna, isn't he? Yeah, we weren't even sure what was going to happen. There was talks about him going out on loan or maybe even being sold. It's the first name on the team sheet now. And, he, he and he's someone you can really build that defence around. I know Cody's kind of penciled in as the captain, the leader in the middle. But Kilman's the, the first name on the team sheet for me. He's absolutely top draw. And he's uh, got a five-year contract as well. Jack, absolutely. But are yeah. you down at Brighton? I'm not at Brighton. No, it's the first one I'm going to miss this season. But uh, I shall, shall follow it and then obviously back for Chelsea. So Yeah, the Chelsea game. Absolutely. Yeah. But hopefully we can go. Well, I probably won't be doing an extra time for um, for Brighton anyway. So we'll yeah. get. You, hopefully you'll be com- on, on uh, next week after the Chelsea yeah, match. No Mate, as always, some fantastic points that you make. Thank you no very problem. much. See you later, guys. Cheers. See you later. See so, brilliant points again from Jackie. Always talks so well. So, we do have um, this is the order of things coming along. We're going to have Adam from Los Angeles next, uh, who's mates with Michael Bublé. Um, we're going to then ha- have a real treat. And I know a lot of you will probably fall off the chair. Uh, we'll have because we've got Wilf and Amy. Uh, Amy's making a cameo appearance with Wilf, uh, with Wilf for 10 minutes. Uh, then we've got Matt and Scott. You're the bookend again tonight, mate. Is that right? <laughs> he just he just sits there chilling. So we're going to bring on all the well, all the way from LA. Adam, hello, mate. What's going on, guys? How are you, mate? Oh. Uh, it, it seems like deja vu in in so many ways, but um, no goals, another one nil defeat. But doesn't really tell the whole story, does it? No, tough one to wake up at four thirty four as well out here. It was a it was an early one for us, but I mean, it was just it's almost not even worth talking about the Raul thing because it was so it was such a light card. I've watched it. I kind of saved it on my phone. That that yellow card, that first yellow card, and was kind of scrolling back and forth and back and forth. And I, I, 
I, I'm not seeing a card there. Um, and then he was just stupid. He just did a stupid thing. He just lost, he, he just lost his mind for a second and it's almost hard to blame him in there. It's just like, it was stupid. And he knew immediately that it was stupid that yeah. it like, it's almost not worth even talking about, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it was, it was a frustrating one. Um, I, I, I will say like, I felt because remember they played with 10 guys for the half the game. I felt they played better than they did against um, Liverpool. Um, I felt like they played, I felt like the Liverpool game, they were just hanging on. That's what that felt like. And I didn't feel like that today. It didn't feel, even with 10 men, it didn't feel like they were just hanging on. Like they had real chances there at the end to, to tie the game. Um, I think I like Adama out there. We haven't talked much about him today. No, we haven't. Have we? Let's talk about Adama. I, you know, while, while maybe he's struggling to finish, he's distracting the other team so much. When he gets that ball, four guys just rush to him, and they, all they can do is foul him. And I just feel like it's, it, it's a distraction enough that if the ball gets out to someone else, it, it, it could be a game changer. So I really like having Adama out there right now. Even he's not, he doesn't have the assists or the goals, but I think what he's kind of creating and forcing the other teams to do like is really understated. And, and uh, you know, if we could just <laughs> finish one, God. It's going to um, happen sooner or later. <laughs> it must do. Maybe, yeah. maybe on Wednesday it'll happen. Yeah. yeah. We've got yeah. to score a goal soon, Julie. Oh my God, I know, and it's, it's rough not having Raul out there Wednesday. But I, you know, I saw someone in the chat had mentioned too, like, yeah, maybe, maybe Raul's sitting for a game, and this whole incident might be the thing he needs to kind of reset get him, get him back, reset. Um, and also, maybe it, maybe it makes Huang or Podence or whoever kind of step up and say, all right, Raul's out. I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna be the guy today. Um, so you, you never know. Sometimes these weird things can trigger something good. But Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point that you actually make there. Um, I mean, Raul is flogged to death because he's like a little like Kilman and, you know, Cody and all the back three. He's always going to be a starter. He gives his all. Uh, he's only missing one game because it's a double yellow. It's not like a straight red or anything. Um, so he'll, he'll have a bit of downtime. Of course, he'll travel with the squad. Um, and it gives Bruno an opportunity to look at some other options, perhaps. Yep. And out of that, maybe something good will come. Yep. So it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it'll probably be Huang. Um, part of me would like to see Silva just because we haven't, but I just feel like at this point we really are desperate. We need to score some goals. We need to get <laughs> we need to get a proven goal scorer out there. Um, and... Um, and that's probably going to be Huang, I think. Absolutely. So, you did you actually wake up at four a at four thirty a.m. to get it? What did you watch it on Fox or something like that? Is it that you? Uh, it? it was on actually uh, USA, the network USA here. Um, uh, so it was it was nationally televised here actually. So, and uh, what did the uh, the commentators over there have to say about the major incidents, the uh, the sending off, the penalty, and what were your thoughts? Um, I get you've had a chance to probably watch it back properly on the TV. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the commentators were in agreement with everything. Um, I think they 
they thought it was a pretty light yellow um that first one on Raul. um and then everyone has been saying like that wasn't a handball like what like what are we doing here um they played it back a million times and it's clear as day it bounces up here and goes there and it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, that was really frustrating. And the commentators throughout the whole game and after the game, even here, were saying that, like, that, what, what was that? So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty, I think everyone's kind of feels the same way here. Um, Stu Kells has got a question for you. Can you get LinkedIn Park uh, to buy a wall shirt? So, if you don't know, Adam <laughs> knows some cool people like you've, you've, because you're in the music industry, you've yeah. been on tour with LinkedIn Park, haven't you? Yeah, um, you know, yeah, it's funny. Um, um, I don't think any of the guys are Wolves supporters, but um, their bass player is a, a massive soccer fan, Phoenix, and um, I'll talk to him about about uh, about soccer every now and then. But and what uh, about no, no Wolves supporters yet? But maybe. What about Bublé? Who does he support? He actually, his wife is Argentinian, so. Um, I don't remember the team. I was talking to him one time and his, and his kid was running around wearing a, 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 a soccer shirt from an Argentinian club. And I said, what are you? And I don't even remember what it was. Um, it was like a year, year or so ago, but. Um, I'll tell you yeah. what would be really cool, Adam, because if we could get Michael Bublé alongside you with wolves, with a wolves top on one time, that would be a bit of a coup, wouldn't it? Someday, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll get him on here. I don't know that he watches Premier League, but um it, uh, you'd have to tell him. I've sang to him. I haven't met him yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, <there you> go. <laughs> One of his big hits, man. Oh, that's right. That's absolutely. right. And um, the other thing I want to want to see. I mean, what would would you start Wang over Silver on uh, Wednesday? Yeah. Again, kind of like I said, only because I feel like we need to score some goals, and I'm not super confident in Silva doing it. Um, Huang, at least we've seen what he is capable of. Um, I, I feel like you got to get Huang out there with Podence and Adama. Um, and I think maybe that could be a secret formula to make something happen here. Absolutely. And um, so what would you give your performance rating today overall? I'm going to give it so I'm going to give it an eight and a half because they were they had 10 guys against one of the best clubs on the planet. Yeah. Um, just take out the Raul thing. I'm just pretend like take that out. It was Love so that. stupid. Yeah. It's not Raul. That's not that's not who he is. It was a moment of frustration. Like yeah. I'm I'm just gonna remove that. And they played against the best players in the world for 45 minutes with 10 men. Like what a performance! And and my player of the match is Jose Saw because because when you're down like that against a team like that. You've got Jose Saab back there, and it he always gives you a chance. Jose Saab always gives you a chance to win. So for me, you know, having him, just the confidence of having him back there, I I, I felt pretty good um, about at least trying to hold on to a to a draw. I felt so as well, and it took that took that to uh, to get, and you know, it's still a, a good performance. And you voting for Jose Saab, so that's two votes for Jose Saab and one for Kilman. Uh, so uh, let's put Jose Shaw edged up. And um, what time will you be watching the Brighton game? It might be a bit better time for you, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Hold on, I think I think it's a it's a better one. Oh, good, it's eleven thirty. It's eleven thirty a.m. start here. So 
That's um, much better. You can have a brekkie, kick you know, your feet up, and be able to watch the game. I have work, but I work from home, um, and maybe I'll take a long lunch break that day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you will be, Adam. Absolutely, mate. You, 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 it's you, it, it's so brilliant having you on the channel because you're such an interesting guy uh, as well, and um, you know it's it's just uh, you make some really you also make some really good points, and it's, I'm just glad that you picked Wolves and we've got you. You've got you as part of the pack now, so that's I good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And you will be able to see, uh, you have sent in an international fan reaction as well, haven't you? Yeah, yep, I sent that in. So although there won't be an extra time show for Brighton uh, because of the time constraints and everything, there will be uh, an IFR for uh, for the Brighton game. So hopefully we'll get to see Adam's reaction Absolutely. on that as well. Mate, thanks ever so much for joining. What right. time is it there at the moment now? It's uh, 12.48 p.m. Um, oh, so it's just one o'clock in the afternoon. That's to be one o'clock in the afternoon. So I got a full day ahead of me, but and I've been up. The, so yeah, late. and what's the weather like there today? Uh, I mean, probably like 62 and sunny. It's beautiful. It's California. <laughs> well, that's it. You can't go wrong with California. Mate, absolutely brilliant. Thanks ever so much for joining. Absolutely. See you guys. Cheers. Uh, there's Adam again. Uh, I'm getting some great comments. Top work, Adam. He's a really nice guy. Uh, Adam, nice to see you on the channel. Patrick says, lovely guest here. Dave, Adam is a good lad. Top lad, mate. Absolutely brilliant. And um, Sanders Wolves says he wants to get Buble to have a duet with your dad. Uh, mate, so if you watch any of my previews, you know my dad always uh, sings. Adrian says he's a cool guy. Nice to have you. Uh, and it's Gary Feeney's birthday today. I was hoping to bring birthday up, but I'm proud of our performance. Absolutely brilliant to have you as a member as well, Gary. And, uh, you know, make sure you check the link on the uh, uh, for the Discord group. I don't know if you've got on that yet, but I did post it on the uh, the comment section on, uh, on YouTube for you. And I think uh, Wolves F1 is a fairly new member as well. So you go check out that as well, mate, and get on the Discord group. If you're a member... Uh, which you can, if you want to join the membership, it's the links in the description. Now we do have a treat. Everyone, make sure that you sit on your chairs because you might fall off in shock. My God, we've got we've got double trouble, Amy and Wilf. <laughs> Amy, it's so hey. good to see you. Ah, oh, you too. And you, Wilf. Good to see you. And you've cool. been today, haven't you? We have. We have, yeah. Just about dried out. <laughs> Got very wet. Well, yeah. Where, where, where were you sitting in the stand? Were you sitting lower down? We're in the middle, tier, so we were tier two. Um, tier two. Now, Amy, do you want to tell everyone um, where have you been the last thing? Because you've got uh, quite a lot going on in your in your life, socially and work-wise, and you've got a new boyfriend as well, haven't you? He's not that new. <laughs> pretty old actually um well but, since lockdown yeah since lockdown since we're allowed to leave the house again quite yeah a boyfriend so um so yeah so we are um just being just doing life really just um yeah you've had a lot of parties to go to as well haven't you Wait, yeah just you know parties going out going yeah. to the pub that's right enjoy but, just enjoying life and freedom which is great so it's just good to have you here it's great to have wilf because if any if you remember we've had wilf on a few times and he's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet um, <laughs> oh, and the magic. banter between you and your dad is always really good 
Uh, Merv says there's only one Amy and Wilf or two Amy and Wilfs. And Adrian says, welcome back, Amy. Patrick Moran saying, welcome back, Amy and Wilf. You're looking well. So let's get stuck into it. Obviously, you were there today, all three of you. Is your boyfriend there? <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. He's upstairs. I was going to say, if he wants to jump on, we can get him on as well if he wanted. Um, <laughs> what What are your thoughts on the uh, on the uh, the game? Um, I mean, it was a heroic performance, really. I think after Raoul got sent off, we were just saying, oh, That's it. I said 2-0. I said, if they can keep it to 2-0, they'll be doing well. So the fact it was 1-0. But then it was just obviously a bit frustrating that um, to lose to a worldly goal is fine, but to lose to a penalty that wasn't a penalty is um, slightly disappointing, to well, say the least. We just watched it back on um, YouTube and I can't believe it was a penalty. Uh, I just When we saw it happen on live, we are a bit dubious, but we're so far away, fair enough, you can't really judge it from that distance, but... When we just seen it on the replay, from one angle, I could see why the referee gave it, but when VAR played it back, he didn't even hit him on the armpit, it was below the armpit, it was the side of his body. His arm was well raised and it was well below his armpit, so there's no way on earth that was a penalty. So I cannot understand why it wasn't overall that decision. It's just, it just seems so unfair because Wolves played so well and they deserved a point. I know on the stats it doesn't look great, but if you were there, you could see just what they're up against. And uh, to have that crowd against them, the Wolves fans are great. And to have that crowd against them, have the rain against them, down to 10 men, playing probably one of the best teams in the world, uh, to have it taken away from them like that is, well, a miscarriage of justice in my view. It's just awful. Yeah, it's just, I think as well, there's something to be said that all of the, so Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool today, or um, did I say nice about so four of the top teams? What was the United were... score? I don't know what's happened with that. They they got a penalty as well, so they were. You're kidding me! So, of course yeah. they did. Of course so they, they did. Is, which is well. Yeah. I think it'll be penalty of the day tonight, not match of the day, won't it? Mm, yeah. So and Wolves haven't had a penalty this season, so. That's true. I'm the penalty. No, they had one given at Palace, and then it got chalked off. Oh yeah. That's cool. right. It did. It did. Do you know what, I mean? You made a really good point because I thought what you said, if we'd have lost the game and it was a fantastic move and a brilliant finish, I need to go on, okay, fair enough, they broke us down and they got the goal. But to lose it in the way that we did with that hotly disputed penalty, I'm trying to reserve judgment because I haven't actually watched it back. But from what everyone said, like what Will said, and from what I've read, it was a shocking decision. But if they'd have broken down and scored a great goal, fair enough. But they didn't, did they? I can see. I can see why he gave it in the first instance because his from his where he was, Matinho's arm was raised. But I don't. It should have been overturned by VAR, like point blank. And they took so long, and we were kind of thinking, oh, well, usually when these decisions take long, it'll get overturned because that's what usually happens. So we were a bit like expecting it to just be like no, no, just no penalty and all of that. And it was a poor penalty as well from Sterling. Sterling should be pregnant. It was, yeah, it went down the middle, didn't he? But it was yeah. a really weak it shot. Like we didn't hit it, did it? it. No, he didn't blast it. it. I mean, Ronaldo when he hits it down the middle, he blasts it, takes the net off. But uh, that was a really poor penalty, and his side just managed to stand up. It was but... a very arrogant penalty. Um, mm, so I know, but yeah. What can you say? I mean, it's just so disappointing because we've had two points the last two games. We've had nothing. And 
I think both performances deserved a point at least for each one, just because of the way they played and defended so magnificently, really. It was just limited them to pretty well. Um, really had a chance, didn't he, in the second half, but in the first half, I can't remember Man City having a real... I felt really... Did you, like me, I felt really calm and not stressed at all in the first really half. I just felt we were... Not, <laughs> I felt really chilled out. And then the penalty, obviously, the the the, uh, the booking and the sending off, then you're thinking, oh, God, 10 men for 45 minutes. But I, I thought they were absolutely fantastic. I, I, I think Jack said, it, yeah, OK, they had 71 possession. They had 22 shots to our two. We did play off the game with 10 men. So stats say they deserved it. But I think we earned it, and that's what Jack said. I think we earned, the, we earned a result in both Liverpool game and the Man City game, and we've come out on the wrong side of so many one nils this year, haven't we? Yeah, they've been quite and they've been quite unlucky, but they there needs to be some kind of sorting with the attack because the goal issue is. Um, I mean, they scored they scored twelve goals this season, and a quarter of those were against Aston Villa, so. That's um, in ten minutes. So, in yeah. ten minutes. So yeah, that when you see it like that, Ronaldo scored more goals for Man United than Wolves have. I think we've only scored. We've, we've there's only Norwich that have scored less goals. Yeah, mm. but it shows yeah. how solid the defense is, and that saw is an upgrade on Patricio, in my humble opinion. So I think oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm really. I, 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 I think you're right. I, I was a bit, obviously, with Rui going, but saw his distribution, his shot stopping, the way he commands his area, the way he organises the defence. Is it any wonder that we've got such a tight defence with the way he is? He just looks solid. He looks world-class to me, Saw. He is. I think he is. I think yeah. he, he definitely is. So, it is obviously a lot of, a lot of positive, but it was... Obviously yeah. frustrating to be down to 10 yeah. men because mm. um, we were just like, oh, God, well, well there's no chance time. now. Half time. We were quite relaxed. We thought there was no way we can get anything this game. So we were relaxed the second half in many ways. But as it went on, you thought, oh, there's a chance we might do something here. And even at the end, when uh, we did put a bit of pressure on them towards the end, the last five minutes, we, and I thought, we might just get something here. And uh, Kilman had that one chance and uh, the header was tipped over. And there's another one uh, which Sais had, I think, towards the very end when that corner came over. And... Uh, we could have nicked support at the end, despite everything. But anyway, you know, it's... Uh, I think just, if we it, had it, it would have been a bit of justice if we had would. it done. It would, it would. But, you know, it's football, isn't it? So you never know what's going to happen. Anyway, Brighton next, so that's going to be fun. But the, the more concern of the, the, the Raul thing wasn't... Obviously, you don't want him to get sent off, but the fact he's missing Brighton, mm. which is... Well, who would you start? What changes would you, both of you, make for the Brighton game? Obviously, we know Raul's out. Would you change anything elsewhere in the team? Uh, what formation would you go? Who would you play up top? It's a good question, isn't it, really? Um, it's a good um, question, yeah. I mean, you probably start Wang, to be fair, but then Fabio's the, meant to be the replacement out-and-out -out striker, so mm -hmm. do you give Fab to go? I don't know. I think if I don't play Fabio, there's a message there, isn't there? Because um, it costs an awful lot of money. Um, we'll never get that money back now because he's just not been there to do anything, has he? Um, I'd, I'd like to see Fabio give it a, give it like a shot. He'll be fresh, he'll be hungry. He'll, yeah. he'll have a point to prove. He might be, you know, give him a proper game. But will he? That's the question. Well, well I hope he does. 
So I think he's got to be given a chance, hasn't he? And now he's got the opportunity. Obviously, on rails there, he's going to be second fiddle. But now he's got the chance. He's got to get in there and have a go and play him for the first half until he gets on, I think. And then uh, keep pretty much the same formation and then just see how we go. Because yeah. Brighton's going to be tough. It's going to be a, a very close game, I think. It'll be probably one goal in it. Um, two one or one that kind of score. <laughs> Not another nil one. <laughs> We've uh, got to score sooner or later. Uh, when was the last goal? One nil to one. Last goal was against West. West Ham. Um, yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? Is it four games ago? That now? It was. It's got, well. Since then, there's been Burnley, hasn't there? Then there was uh, Norwich away. Then the two recent games. That's four games. So that's it's, like about three hundred, nearly four hundred minutes without a goal. Yep, it is. Right. It's a, it's a barren run, isn't it? Yeah. And so. on the note of Brighton, we have some spare tickets. So if anyone oh, yeah. out there is looking for a Brighton ticket, then drop me a message on Instagram. It's Amy Hads on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, or drop Amy a message if you can find her. If you've got me on Instagram, drop me a message and I'll forward it on to Amy. Um, but Amy Hads, did you say? Yeah. On Instagram, so if anyone is after Brighton to how many tickets have you got? Um, two at the moment. There you go. So if you fancy Brighton away uh, on Wednesday night, there's two tickets going. So we need to get on to um, to the. Uh, this is always going to be. This is going to fascinate me. This is when you two come on to your performance rating and your man of the match, whether you agree or disagree. But uh, let's do the performance rating first. And for the performance rating, we'll go with Amy first, out of 10. Um, it's quite difficult, really, isn't it? Because I don't think a complete performance includes the result, which they obviously lost. So, um, But I think with work and all of it, you've got to be... Give them, I don't know. I know, but you know. You know what you think, don't you? Like, I don't know. Six? You're what? giving it a six? Okay. Well, well, if you think of performance, when you think I of it think actually like performance. 8.5. Okay, well, that's 8.5. 8.5 because... I gave it an 8.5 as well. Yeah, all right. Okay, I think the heroics and just for the performance and the sheer willpower and determination and fighting for the team and they all yeah. fought together as a complete team performance, I thought. Bearing in mind who they were playing. You know, if it was against, no disrespect, Norwich or something like that, um... Mm, then I think it would be different. But because it's Man City, they played to a certain way and executed it almost to perfection. And it was, a, as I said earlier, it was daylight robbery of the penalty. And they'd have got a point if it hadn't been for that. So I think for all those reasons, 8.5 has got to be a good... Maybe well, 6 I think is a bit low, really. I think 6 is a bit cruel, really, I would say. Amy's like the Craig Gravel Hallwood. <laughs> takes a lot to get a hard score. So you can't. She's tough, she is, I'll tell you. She's a hard cookie. She me like this. <laughs> so, what are you, we, Will? You know, we've got the same man as match, but we've, we always. Yeah, we've really got to say, Who do you think the man of, We've both said the same person. Who do you think well, the man of match? Well, if I go Amy, it'll be Kilman. No, it's not today. If you love Kilman. Um, we both said Connor. Connor Cody. Goal yes. line clearance as well today. So, I think he obviously. Is the way that he leads the team showed yeah. a lot today because yeah. to keep the mm. keep the team together after the Raoul incident and all of that was just very very professional. So no, I, I think he was a good 
thing has happened when it did that sending off because I was annoyed uh, and I just felt that I could have lost it on the pitch quite easily. But I think it did help having the half-time break. Yeah. Because he could see him rallying them and talking to them and really getting them together. And I think he was masterful today, you know, for that reason. So that's why both of us thought he yeah, was Yeah, we both said, worth but to Although, be fair, you could have given it to a, well, I think Firstly, I'll give it to the team, myself, because I think it was such a good performance overall. He couldn't fault Benjamin anybody. The, before, Benjamin the Hamster says, what a clearance from Connor. No, yeah. it wasn't. It's two, 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 in, two in a week. Exactly. No, he did so well. We thought that's it, but he suddenly popped up. No, we're headed off the line. So, uh, yeah, for all those reasons, uh, well, besides the team, if it's an individual, I think for me anyway, it's got to be him. In saying that, I think Alt Nori was pretty sensational again as well. Yeah, he's, he's turning well. into a player, isn't he, Alt Nori? Yeah, really he was good. good today. He really was he's good. He's only 19 as well. Yeah, uh, he, he did well. Um, old. Um, I know it was Sace, wasn't it, as well? They both got under Sterling's skin, big time. Yeah, especially in the first half with Sace. I mean, Sterling was really I mean, losing. They were, were time-wasting from the get-go, but, but well, these you know, things these things happen. The <laughs> so, ref has to control the game. At the so end the, of the, ref game. the ref that. didn't control the game. No, so. no, we he lost it, didn't he, the ref, I think. He lost control. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's quite interesting, because now that basically puts us on to two votes for Jose Sarr. A vote for Kilman. I really thought you might go for Kilman. And now two votes for Connor Cody. So it's in the balance. We've well, got two Kilman's more. had my vote quite a lot lately, so you've got to, got to share the love. Yeah. Kilman. <laughs> got to share the great. love, absolutely. Yeah, Kilman did well. We did make one almost fake mistake in the first half when he passed it straight to the Man City player in the penalty box. And uh, yeah. we got away with that one. But that was a very exceptional error for him. I mean, I can't yeah. remember any other time he's done that, but he did do it today, just under pressure, but uh, he got away with it, but uh, I'm not saying that's the reason I didn't vote for him as man of the match, it's just I think Cody was that much, just because of his leadership, really, and everything he did today, I think mm-hmm. it was him. So. Yeah. He's been, he has been immense, and he's, it's going to be a big test as well, coming up, um, you know, obviously Brighton and then Chelsea again next week, because, you know, they've, they've got talented players, it's going to be a big test. I think we need to get something out of Brighton, don't you? They've got to get something out of Brighton. Yeah, we need now. a point at least. I mean, hopefully three, but we do need a point, yeah. really. But anyway. They've got to score a goal. Merv wants to know who keeps ripping the cellar tape. My mum was wrapping up Christmas presents. So <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate bars for like a run thing. So, what's oh, the chocolate bars? You're just wrapping up yeah, chocolate bars. Whispers. Well, I'm going to eat one in a minute. Oh, that, that's quality. And what? What game? What game are you at next? Um, Dad's going to Brighton, but I'm not. Um, I'm going to Brighton. Dad's going to Brighton. So does that mean? Does that mean the tickets are by Wilf? Yes, it does. Oh my God! Oh, they have... What more incentive can you have than two Brighton tickets, and you get to sit with the man, the myth, the legend, Wilf, watching Not the game? Me, but uh, uh, my other daughter, Laura, is coming, so uh, she's quite a character as well. I don't know if you know her, but uh, yeah, 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 I've met Laura. Well, the first time I met Amy uh, when Olaf. Yes. Video bombed us. Uh, I think Laura was with her. And Laura's been on a couple of times, hasn't she, as well? Yeah. yeah. During so lockdown. Going, but I don't have any annual leave, and it's far too I've hard. got the same problem on Wednesday. And I'm um, also going to miss. I'm going to do a watch along. 
and of actually with a live orchestra, which is very cultured. Um, so I won't actually be watching the game because I'll be at the Symphony Hall. So, um, like I said, Amy's social life is just off the off, off the uh, off the planet at the moment. I was locked in for a year, so I've got to make up for lost. You're making time. up for it. Big time, yeah. Um, but I'll be at the Chelsea Chelsea on. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday. You may see Amy and Wolf making an appearance uh, depending on um, the social movements, maybe popping in on uh, on Saturday evening then, potentially next week. Well, Sunday evening. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday evening. evening. Yeah. yeah. There's a chance because we're... Um, we're well, we are away. Oh, we're together, aren't we, then? We, we are, are away. Yeah, so, yeah, we're it away. Is no, we're at home. We're home. No, but we are away after the game. Well, we're home for the match. Well, we are home yeah. for the match, yeah. Just yeah. sorry, I'll just make it clear. I didn't want anybody to get confused. They're going to Stamford Bridge by mistake. <laughs> I think you're confusing yourself, to be honest. No, it's home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's absolutely brilliant, because I'm glad to have you on. Everyone's glad to see you. And um, hopefully we can get you on again real soon. We will be organising at some point a proper podcast, but I'll try and give you a bit more notice next time, OK? Yeah, just um, yeah, just give me as much notice as possible. Oh no, that would so be good. Slot you in onto it, could put it in onto the diary. Brilliant. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And you, you too. All Bye. the best. Cheers. See everybody. you later, mates. Bye. How good is that to see um, Amy and Wilf? Uh, brilliant. We've got Matt to come on next, and then Scott. Uh, as I say, um, if you wanted those uh, brides and tickets. Uh, get in touch with either me or Amy and you can get to sit with uh, Wilf and pass that on. And as I say, it's the one game that I will be missing uh, this one, again, for work reasons and stuff like that. But I'm looking at doing a watch-along. Haven't done one of them for ages. I'm hopefully going to watch it with my dad. So if you'd like me to do a watch-along, as we've not done one for ages, uh, leave a, a thumbs up or a heart or something in the comments below. And please, can you like this video? as well. Patrick uh, Moran says he loves the uh, the sellotape. Uh, Gary Fenley said it's lovely seeing them both as well. But uh, yeah, Harry says, please do it. Just let me know. If I get enough people saying do it, maybe we'll bring it back out of the archives for a special edition against Brighton because it's, as I say, it's the one game I just can't get to uh, for work reasons and stuff, which is unfortunate. Um, Reach Pro says after Brighton tickets, they are available. Reach Pro, get, either email me um, on Instagram, uh, message me on Instagram, or message Amy, or message the Always Walls Facebook page, and I'll put you in touch. There's a lot of people saying do it. So if I get if I get 20, 10 to twenty people say do it, I'll do it. So next up, we're hoping the sound issues hold out on this one because we've been struggling, struggling. <laughs> Go on, Dave. Let's do it. Watch along. Okay. <laughs> Maybe when Katie says to do it as well. Watch along sounds good. We'll be at the cinema watching Spider-Man. Oh, blooming hell, Murph. Honestly, that's bad. Matt, we're going to bring on Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. That's not too bad, Matt. Keep up. Uh, let's hope we can hear you. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I was watching... Part of the first half in the cafe with my granddad when I was having something to eat earlier. Yeah. And then I went up the Labrooks with him so I could put some more specs on. And I was watching the rest of the first half. And then I turned it off and then popped up on my phone that Raul had been sent off. And I was like, oh no, Raul, what are you doing? 
Uh, I know. It's rather uh, strange. And John Moss today, I mean, I went to the South Vigo match in early August, I think it was. And he's one of the worst refs I've ever seen. I mean, what do you expect when you got a vilifying VAR and a, a prat like uh, John Moss losing control of the game? Matt, can I ask you, have you ever heard of the Ghostman? The Ghostman? Have you ever heard of the Ghostman? Guys in the chat, can you explain to Matt who the Ghostman is? We'll come back to that in the video. I'll tell you for the reason for why. Carry on. So, um, you, what is your sort of general consensus as to how you're feeling a few hours after? I'm feeling proud of the performance defensively. And yeah. in general, the performance, there was a lot of heart there. You, and you could see how gutted they all were at full time. Um, oh, well, they were, when they? Never, when Neves came off past me, he looked completely... You know, I won't swear, but he looked really... I think he was frustrated with some of the decisions that are, that happened during the game. Uh, I mean, again, we've talked about this in terms of the refereeing and stuff. I've got a question for you, Matt. Um, who, were you, who, who are you starting up on Wednesday night? If you're on Wednesday night. If the reports are true that he's lost faith in Fabio Silva, then probably Huang. I, I don't think there's people saying that he has lost face with him. It's, I think people are saying if he doesn't play him, then maybe he has lost face in him. And Carl Whitehouse says, Ghostman, when he comes on, he's always in the dark. And you're quite no light. Oh, you? right. Okay. Yeah, so that's why they've got the Ghostman. And the penalty incident, no, no. Whatever he saw, he's quite clearly blind. And I've been seeing the specs have his admin. Quite, quite, quite a stir on Twitter <laughs> today. <laughs> quite controversial, the uh, specs have his admin. Uh, when the Premier League tweeted out that it was a penalty to City, yeah. um, the specs have his admin tweeted out, oh, right. Oh, then... yes. Again, uh, the producer who... Uh... Follow some really cool Instagram accounts, uh, does M. Um, <laughs> she follows the likes of Specsavers and things. And Aldi are really good, apparently, uh, on their Twitter as well. <laughs> and uh, they did, didn't they? Specsavers, as in like, yes, maybe I should get, I should approach them to sponsor the channel. No, I found that quite humorous because, I mean, today was frustrating though, but you could say Liverpool game and today. Just how much heart and soul that the lads are putting in. One of I my main you... points here I've got is the board have got a back in January. Three or four players, maybe. Yeah. And Cody as well. The, the Black Sandwich Ration is a leader. Jose saw as well. You, you've got to give it to, to him. I'll, I'll be honest. I've given the performance an 8 out of 10. Eight out of ten is your performance rating? Because as you did say, Dave, we, or one of the other guests said, we weren't going to go there and roll over for City. And I think that's what they were expecting us to do. And we didn't, did we? And what no, about no. your... Uh, obviously, the votes are interesting. 
be interesting to to now see your man of the match for today's performance. My mate Max Kilman. Gotta have you. So you're my giving mate, it to Kilman. Oh my god, the pressure's on Scott when he comes on because we've got two votes for Jose Sar. We've got two votes for Cody. And now we've got two votes for Max Kilman, which means Scott will have the decisive vote when he comes The reason off. I say Kilman is because he works so well with Cody. And yeah. Sice, he's got a booking in him. But Sterling was frustrated with him. Yeah. And the irony of Sterling to go mad at someone going down when he's went off the match on his backside. That is that is total irony. I, you have to, I have to agree with you, mate. I mean, you got the likes of Mike Lauder, Mike Dean, John Moss. They, they don't know how to control the game. Um, Carl's also saying the chat should have a chance of a vote. Well, if you wait till the till Scott comes on, we'll do a, a chat. We'll have a on. We'll have a, a what's the word I want to use? We'll have a pundits because you you guys that come on here are the pundits, man of the match, and then. We'll have a um, a chat man of the match, and we'll uh, we'll see which comes out on top. So there now, you go. I we'll do now, that. I don't want to take anything away from City the team, but their house would look absolutely woeful. Thousands of empty seats, and yes, I saw that. The thousands of empty seats before half time, and they say they've got one of the best supports in the league. I don't think so. Do you, do you know what? It's it's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I I was I don't know if you've watched my instant reaction yet. You probably have, Matt. You probably no, I was going to get to it actually. Yeah, um, and you'll probably see on the match vlog as well. The best away support I've been to this year, I would give it to Leeds. So far, I thought their supporters were unbelievable. Their the way they the atmosphere they created inside Ellen Road. And today, the City fans, I thought it's a fantastic stadium and I don't want to be disrespectful to the City fans, but I thought their support was woeful. Um, right. They were quiet. They, they, they only like kind of cheered occasionally. There was a small slither that gave it some. But generally speaking, I was so disappointed with the, uh, the support from the City fans today, uh, you know, they're down there with Leicester. When the now, first another set of fans I don't like, and I think are very, very ironic, you Man United fans. Suppose a great atmosphere at Old Trafford, but can never sell out. Oh, yeah, I agree. And we've got Man United coming up very soon in the new year. It's uh, on the third however, it's an evening kickoff. As a club, as a club, big club. Well, Sean Fogarty, um, again, I, th I think you might have subscribed to the channel. If you have, Sean, let me know, because uh, he's made some really good contributions today. He basically says we've better away support than home. I think that's probably a fair. No, I can Not that I will, I'll go I was to working watch. for the club a couple of years ago. I happened to be working at the City game at, at our place, and their fans were absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And I, I was working in the North Bank at the time, but they were absolutely outstanding there. Their way sport. Yeah, well, we'll get to see them when they come to Molyneux later and see. Merv Bennett says all we could hear on the TV was the Wolves fans. Well, I think that says it all. Um, Manuel Lufal, so even Worldwide, U City. 
I'll compare those freshly counted only fan base. <laughs> okay. Uh, making good points, Matt. Just a question. Do you like the Lighthouse family? The Lighthouse family. Do you know who they are? <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Gaussman. No, they are actually a oh, real thing. Lighthouse family. The Lighthouse family, go and check them out. They are a pop group, a, a group, and they've made some great records, some brilliant records. One of my... What are my favourite groups, actually? I don't know why he's asked that, but they are real. Here's a question for you, Dave. Yeah, Dad, what's his thoughts on the game? I haven't spoken to him yet. Uh, oh, good to have you subscribe, Sean Fogarty. I've not spoken to him yet. I'll give him a ring, actually, after I finish this. And, and sure you will be able to, if, you, if we do the watch-along for Brighton, and I'm with my dad, I'm sure we'll be able to have a chat and get him on the instant reaction afterwards so people will be able to have a chat and... Uh, because everyone loves to see Dad, but um, he'll obviously be disappointed. I'm sure but, he's going to have a very humorous take, as always. He always does, Matt. Matt, it's been absolutely brilliant having Cheers, you. Your, your sound has been a bit better. Uh, we need to just try and t- tweak it up, and I think we need to try and find you a light bulb. <laughs> All right, Dave. Cheers. Nice one. Cheers, Matt. Bye-bye. Cheers. Uh, top lad uh, thingy. Derek Pugh says, Lifted. Carl Whitehouse, Lifted is a good song by the line. I do love that. Ocean um, Drive is a good tune too. Joe says, Lifted. I'll tell you what, we have culture on this channel. We don't just talk about the football. Um, <laughs> uh, Stu Kerr's, Has Matt been captured? I don't know. We'd have to ask him. We have one final guest who often loves being the bookend. We haven't seen him for a while. So we'll find out why. But welcome back. Welcome back, Scott. Where have you been? <laughs> Busy. <laughs> um, got a new job. And then Brushbury obviously takes up a lot of my time. So it just happens that I've missed a few games and been busy but I was meant to come on for the Liverpool one but again got busy and couldn't come on. But I'm here now. You, you, and what's the new job that you got? Uh, just a small night job working in the warehouse. So all pays the money, mate. So yeah, you've been probably uh, if you're working nights and then running bus free, you know, and then you've got how many kids? Four. God, man. So yeah, you must be cream crackers. But you do look quite fresh faced today. Get your hair cut. Yeah, I've had it cut. Yeah. You look quite fresh. And look, uh, here we go. Look, here we go. Andy says, uh, let's set up a just give him page for that and get him a hundred watt light bulb. <laughs> you guys <laughs> me off. Um, Merv says, Scotty, Scotty, Hugh Kelsuk, Scott, Patrick Moran, good lad, Scott, fair play, mate. Hello, Scott. Um, and Pedro the Gulp says, we're talking about new midfielder. How about we try Morgan Gibbs White? Good point. Um, Adrian says, I hope it's all just donations for a light bulb. And not to pay a ransom. You guys <laughs> do crack me up. But I've got to also say as well, I am digging your wallpaper. Yeah, Mrs.'s choice. Yeah. No, no, you're just <laughs> passing that. You wanted the pink flowers, didn't you, mate? No, the Mrs. choose the wallpaper, I get the posters. And what are your posters? Supernatural. Uh, and Doctor Who. Oh man, you Doctor Who, you've got all the is that all the doctors on there? Yeah, it's an old poster. So, uh, which one is it? It's an old poster. So, literally, it goes up to Matt Smith, but Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker are not on it. 
Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I'm a big Doctor Who fan as well. And I would like to, before we get on to the game, I think we have, like, we're having a bit of um, culture. Who is your favourite Doctor from all time ever? Well, see, in my, I got to watch like the rebirth of Doctor Who when it came out under Russell T. Davis. But um, I, when I was younger, we'd have to have our TV off by a certain time at night because we'd have to go to school and stuff. But I used to have a routine on BBC Two where I'd watch Dad's Army, Doctor Who, and then the snooker. And I used to always have it down low on the volume. So if anybody came upstairs, I would quickly turn the TV off and pretend to go to sleep. And that's that's how I found Doctor Who. And the Doctor that I found on there was Tom Baker. And I've stuck with Tom Baker as my favourite ever since. He's the one that got me into it. Stu Kelsey's Tom Baker... Um, Carl Whitehouse, a very interesting choice, a Sylvester McCoy. Mm. Um, Tom Baker, mad as a hatter, said Patrick uh, Moran. So that's quite good. So I've, I've got to say, it might, we will get on to the game. We're having a slight time, but this is a podcast, so we're allowed to do these things. Um, I would say that my favourite from the first lot, Doctor, is uh, Tom Baker with his jelly babies. Oh, I um, loved it. I loved it when he's like in any situation. It could be like they're about to get killed and he offers everybody a jelly baby just before he comes up with the great plan to get them out of the uh, mess. It's fun. Tom Baker was just perfect for that role. Just Robert perfect. says, we will continue on the talking Doctor Who anthem. Robert says, Silver has never been given a decent chance, needs to be used or loaned out. Uh, and would you bring back uh, Gibbs White? We're going to get you to answer that question in a minute. Um, but I'm Tom Baker, out of the uh, of the uh, since the new generation, I've got to go with Tennant. See, Tennant's the easy one. Like everybody, look, he's I'm not a big e- fan. He's not the easy one. He's the best one. See, he is to a certain degree. But I have a special place for Peter Capaldi. I think Peter Capaldi was awesome. Well, no, I didn't like Peter. Did I produ- love Peter Capaldi. You can't see this, but the producers go <laughs> like this. So you know. Let's just come back to that. We'll come back onto that. But answer who? Jodie Whittaker's the worst, she says. But she's coming from a female. For for, for me, Jodie ain't bad. It's the writing that's let her down. No, we've got so much culture. Let's answer Robert's uh, question here. Um, Wednesday night, Silver, does he get given a start? Yes or no? Yes. If he hasn't given a start, does he need to be loaned out? Definitely, because at the minute, like the, the, there was, there was questions weren't there about his attitude or something like that. Um, but for me, he's the backup striker, and now rolls out. You start him, but I honestly think he won't start him. I think he'll go with Traore again, and probably um, Chan. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't see Silver getting into any of um, Bruno's plans right now. I don't know why though. I don't know why. I don't know what he's doing wrong to I not be, be even. And would you bring back uh, Morgan in January? See, this is the thing. It's it's two. It's a two sided coin for me. The way he's going on at the minute um, for Sheffield United, absolutely, I'd bring him back. It's another option there, and you know, with the momentum that he's on, it could be a great addition. However, we've got to remember that's in the Championship. Premier League's a different kettle of fish, so. Can he do what he's doing in the Championship in the Premier League under Bruno's system and the way Bruno wants to play? So, I don't know. For me, I've said it for a while now. Although, think... would you not think that when we've got no midfielders, it'd be a better option? 
I mean, he to would... have a midfielder as an option to come on would be better than no midfielder. I know, or, it's just... I, just I mean, thought... Fondle's close, but is he ready? Same I thing. Just, I just wouldn't want us to get our expectations high if we if he did come back. Like, I, if people are expecting him to kick on from his performances he's been putting in for Sheffield United for doing it for Wolves, again, it's a different system, different manager, different way of thinking, and it's a, it's a step up. I know Championship, you can argue, is one of the hardest leagues in the world, but so is the Premier League. And I don't know. I, just, I don't think Morgan Gibbs-White is a Premier League player. one of the hardest leagues in the world to get out of. But mm. obviously, the level of the Premier League, as you, as is always identified by teams that come up, is just on a different level. We're going to come back uh, back onto the match, but we're just going to be, quickly go back to Doctor Who because a lot of people <laughs> have been talking about this. I'm a Doctor Who fan too. Tom Baker, Merv's Tom Baker... Uh, is his first doctor. Uh, Carl wants to put this in your thoughts because we'll come back to this in a bit. Uh, Favourite alien um, and John Derek Pugh, John Pertwee. Oh, I like John Pertwee, plays his out. Derek says also awesome. hello from New Zealand. Uh, Adrian says Morgan given White is the answer. answer. Uh, Adrian likes Matt Smith. I did quite like Matt Smith. Patrick Morgan said Tennant changed the show for the better. Mm-hmm. Carl writes Shuttle T Davies back writing Doctor Who episodes in the new year. That's true, which I think will help a lot. Merv also says Fabio needs to play. He went whilst he's at Wolves. Give him a loan. Uh, Patrick reckons give him 60 minutes, and I like Gibbs White. F1 uh, Wolves says Silver should get more chances this season, so we can all agree William Josie was bad and worth his size. I don't know who's behind it, or that was Nuno or what. Stu Kelso thinks we should bring back until the summer window. January is a bad time to buy, so we can focus on a couple of signings rather than panic signings. Uh, Morgan gives White. Adrian says, no, we need an attacking midfielder. Um, Derek reckons he's never shown the same quality in the Premier League. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, and then, would you sign a six-month loan to get Deli Alley from Tottenham? Would he even come out on loan? Apparently, he's... I don't know. People are saying he's uh, he's um, he's an option. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind Deli Ali coming out on loan mm. personally. Uh, we're going to come back uh, in a bit uh, on the Doctor Who theme. So have a think about your your favourite alien. But uh, let's okay. get stuck into the because this is always interesting talking to you, Scott. Let's talk about the uh, the game. Um, where did you watch the game today? At home with a very busy house. Um, we've got to kick Katie Merricks out because she says she doesn't like Doctor Who. Oh, Kate, letting the team down here. Carl says he, uh, Deli Alley's been told by Spurs he can he can leave. Um, yeah, so uh, what did you feel about the game um, and what did you feel about the key points of the game in terms of like the sendings off and, of course, that penalty decision? For, for me, it goes back to what I've been saying for a while now. Premier League is the best league in the world. We have the best teams, the best players. You know, it's it's watched across the whole of the world. Yet we have the worst officials in the game. For me, anybody can see with that penalty for a start that it didn't touch his arm. Even when it hit here in his armpit, it didn't bounce up. It bounced straight back out. So for me, if it touched his arm, it was very slightly. And even then, like every, all the commentators were saying that it's never a penalty. Pundits have said it's not a penalty. So the only reason, and I know this might sound bad saying it, but the only reason why I can see Andre Mariner 
has told John Moss that's a penalty is because he's a Villa fan. It's as simple as that. Yeah, because it was never a penalty. You know what? There's a lot of people that have been saying that he's a Villa he's fan. There's a guy, there's a very talented guy, and I'll give him a shout out, called Bob Lawton, who does um, pictures, like comedy pictures he draws from every game that happens. Yeah, and he's, all, he's done one tonight, hasn't he? Yeah, where literally Andre is at the computer. Yeah, and it, I wouldn't be surprised if that weren't the truth, because literally it's, but now it they wasn't have to a penalty. They referees kit, don't they, in shorts and socks and everything, I think. Uh, but Which I it, don't really get why they would wear a referee's kit sitting in a in a room. I can understand them maybe wearing the thing, but they have to wear full referee's kit. See, I don't think John Moss had any control over the game. He was handing out bookings left, right, and centre, not just to us, but to Man City as well. And for some of them, it was stupid. Like if you look at the Raul incident, the first the first yellow card that he gave, no, it was never a yellow card. He got a bit of the blow. He did a bit, but he got the ball. So. It, for me, it was a telling off. It wasn't a yellow because uh, he yeah. wasn't bad either. Because Cancelo, I think it was the challenge was on, didn't even react to it. He just looked like, oh, I've been stopped. Like he knew it was a free kick, but he booked him. Fast forward to the, the sending off. Yes, it, that is a yellow offense. And Raul should have known better being on a yellow already that he can't do that. But all I can think of if, I'm, if you wanted me to defend Raul is his adrenaline. You know, yeah. you're, you're still stuck in a mindset. Like, he was already talking to the ref about the ball needs to go further back. So, he's still in that mindset of just wanting to get the game on. And then he's realised what he's done. And then... But John Moss, for me... John Moss, for me, just had no control over that game whatsoever. He and control, I agree. Yeah. If you look at the first half, we were in that game. We could have got a point. We, you never know. We, we might have gone on to be better in the second half and win the game. But if you look at... the if you look at the second half, City turned up the heat, played the way City are always going to do because City's a top club. And, you know, I've, I was so proud of us for defending the way we were and to lose the game on a decision that wasn't even correct. Well, that, that goes back oh. to Amy's point, wasn't it, when she came on? It's like, if we lose the game and it's a great move and it's a brilliant finish and they've picked us apart, okay, fair enough. But to lose it in the way that we did... Through a very disputed penalty, it's. I, I, if I was a City fan, I'd find that a very hollow victory against the Tan Man Wolves. And another thing I would add as well, because from a point of view of watching it on the TV, BT Sports commentary of it was absolutely diabolical. Steve McManaman should be nowhere near a commentary box. They were taking the mick out of Wolves. Um, really? It, yeah, like in the sense of like, oh. Um, that this is this is poor by walls, you know. They should at least be having a few chances. And then what when ten men against yeah, City at the Etihad, exactly. And if you look at that, you know the chance that Kilman had, and Edison saved it right at the end. Just yeah. before that, McManaman said, "Well, Wolves already lost this game anyway, um, but you know they'll go on to next week." And then we went on the break, and then we had that chance, and he went, "Oh, well, actually, they might get something." And I was thinking, it's just sarcasm from him because. The guy's got a bad reputation with Wolves fans already. Wolves fans don't like him. They've gave him abuse on Twitter in the past for his comments. And he's a public he's publicly come out and said that he don't like Wolves anyway. So why the hell is that guy commentating our game? It didn't help that I don't even know what the, the name of the other commentator was, but he wasn't exactly great either. But add that, plus the poor refereeing from John Moss, then you add the red card into it. That first half, I was just I was 
oh, I ain't going to swear, but like I was not happy, let's put it that way. And it was the most bizarre first half of football, ended in the most bizarre way. And the only positive that I could put on it is we defended really well as a team in the second half to hold City back for as long as we did. And we would have got a point if it weren't for that stupid decision. The Wolves fans were in full force, again, singing their hearts out. You could hear them all through the TV. Where Man City, any time the camera pan around, you could see chairs galore. Um, and I agree with um, the Man City fan. Man City's away support. You do hear friends of mine who are Man City fans tell me that their away support has always been better than at home. Yeah. But still, if we have a stadium like that, you want to be selling it out. I was it... talking, interestingly, Scott, because uh, we went to Starbucks after. This is... Uh... Just to be clear, we're not sponsored by Starbucks and this is no no way a plug. And there are other coffee shops that you may visit. But <laughs> we went and had a cup of tea and a cake. And obviously there's some Man City fans. And we were talking to them about the atmosphere. And, they, and the guy that was with us, he says it's like they have so many tourists that come. They come to Manchester and go to the game. He says each week we've got someone different sitting next to us. And they just sit there and don't get in the game. Maybe that's some of the issue, potentially. But that's 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 the thing. Like, it's if you've got tourists, that's a good thing in the sense that your club is well known. People have come all the way to come and watch your game. We have it with American fans that come over and watch oh, us. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Like, we but, have fans. I think it's people that have just come over. It's like if you go to Barcelona on holiday, if you can get into a game, you'll go. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they're Man City fans as such. I mean, like Adam from LA, he's a Wolves fan. And he comes on. He comes on here on the podcast now, and you know he's got in sport. But I think that what they're saying is they have people that have got no real interest. They just come as an experience, a day out. Just a quick one: when you mentioned Adam um, with his connection to Lincoln Park, I have kind of a small connection to Lincoln Park too. I named you my did. yeah, I named my Do son. You like the forgotten band member? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, my my son, my youngest one. Um, I named him after Chester, yeah. so. I'm a massive fan. Linkin Park played a huge part in my life growing up. Um, all their songs. And when Chester died, it was the only time I think I've ever got emotional about a celebrity dying. But yeah, I, um, I named my son after him because his oh, music meant that much to me. There's an interesting uh, mm-hmm. take. Now, Scott, um, we're going to be um, coming on in a minute to the performance rating and also the man of the match. So, guys in the chat, start to think about your performance rating and man of the match. I'm going to give you the go in a minute. But before we get on to that, we do need to know what your favourite Doctor Who alien is. <laughs> well, for, for me, growing up um, with Tom Baker and stuff, I got to see some of the most iconic villains that he went up against. But then over time, as I got older and I was at, I have access to DVDs and stuff like that, I've watched all the Doctors and I'm up to date. So for me, the, the main one will always be the Daleks. Yeah. Um, like most people. But then if you were to give, if you wanted a top five, for me, it'd be Daleks, followed by the Cybermen, followed by the Ice Warriors. The Ice Warriors, yeah. Yeah, I love the Ice Warriors, followed by the Santarans, which I'm, that's one thing I'm grateful for with this. Um, modern Doctor, they've brought them back a lot more, yeah. And then the last one, the Master, because the Master is literally. See, Scott, you've awesome. missed out. You've missed out the Sea Devils. Oh God, no! <laughs> you missed out the Sea Devils, Scott. There, trust me, there's so many iconic characters on Doctor Who, from companions to aliens the to the actual Doctors angels. themselves. 
See, Weeping Angels is probably one of my favourite modern ones. Yeah, definitely. But I'm a classic guy. I like I like the old ones and stuff like that. And the Master, what's good about the Masters is as well, he always finds a way to survive. Do you know what I mean? Always, he comes. He'll come back as anything as long as he can keep going. Yeah. But no. Um... But all I'm gonna go. All I'm gonna go is. <laughs> you know what I mean, don't you? Uh, fantastic. Listen, um, Gary Feeney says he grew up with Linkit Park and Chester's passing really hit me. I feel you, man. He will never leave me and will always be a big part of uh, me growing up. Much love, bro, which is quite nice. Yeah. Let's get back onto the game. And uh, me and you, when we meet up eventually, we'll have a proper natter about Doctor Who and everything because we don't want to... Um, and if you, any of any you guys in the chat here want to throw in your favourite uh, uh, Doctor Who... Um, villain or monster, throw it in there and then start to think about the other question. But, guys, first up, performance rating from Scott out of 10. Overall, I'd say seven, just because that second half performance was worthy enough of getting us a point. And like I said, it got ruined by a stupid decision. But in the first half, we didn't really do much. Um, we were in the game, but we didn't really have many chances. But I'd still say seven because I felt bad for every single Wolves player on that pitch, being the hard work they've put in against a really well, a really good side like Man City to not get nothing out of it because one guy got the decision absolutely wrong. Um, yeah, they deserve the, the seven at least. And guys, wait for t- all of you guys in the chat. Get ready because I'm going to be asking you performance rating your man of the match for the chat man of the match. Um, but this is the pundit's man of the match. And at the moment, Scott, it's two to Jose Sarr. It's two votes for Kilman and it's two votes for Connor Cody. So, Scott, you have the casting vote on the pundit's man of the match. Who are you going for and why? I like Kilman a lot. And Kilman's probably been one of the most consistent players at the back, along with Cody and Sace. But for me, I honestly think he's been better than Patricio. And I honestly think that's Jose Sarr. And he deserves them on the match. Because if you look at the last couple of games, some of the saves he's pulled <laughs> off has been incredible. And uh, that's why I'm giving it him. Scott, I've got to tell you now, Go this on. is very important. Because the producer, when you said Jody Whittaker, <laughs> She's now um, going like that because you've got Jose Sarr. But that's only half the vote. Only half the vote. So now, everyone in the chat, go three, two, one, go with your performance rating and your man of the match. Let's go. So, Merv Bennett's gone. Um, 7.5675 glasses <laughs> Kilman Wolves F1 is giving it to Cody. Um, Pedro Neto is the go, he's giving it to Ake Norris. So that's keeping track 1 1. Uh, 7.5 from Carl and Kilman, 7 and 8 Norris from Thingy. That's two votes for Kilman and Thingy. Um, Jonathan Mott's man of the match for City. Uh, Saw 7.95 Kate is going at 8 with Kilman 8 and Saw from Gary Trudy's 8 and Saw 
Kiran's the GOAT, eight out of seven, the Codicator. F1's going eight, Cody. Uh, Jose Saw, this is split again. Seven and Kilman. Eight and Saw. I hope you're writing these down as you go along. The goat, you can't <laughs> have two votes. Robert Fletcher's going Saw. Currents the goat, you can't go. I think that's so. Oh, that's how many I'm supposed to think. What's it? I'm going to look at this now. So I'm going to go Kilman one, Kilman one, um, two. I've got, yeah, can you count up the votes, producer? Four for Kilman. Eight Norrie has got three, four. 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 And then we've got uh, Cody. Saw, uh, Saw's got one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven. So Saw has got seven. seven. We're, we're sorry for the silence on the podcast. We're getting the code thing. We're, we're getting the final result from Scott Walsh. We're waiting for that. Go on. So Jose Saar wins both the pundits and the chat vote. So I think that I also gave Jose Saar as my man of the match uh, in my instant reaction. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Um, but... Um, I think it's an overwhelming Our man of the match from uh, the channel today on both the pundit side and the chat side is Jose Saar. So there you go. We're going to go with Jose Saar, uh, Scott. Um, what I would say is we, we should be... Sorry. What I would say is we should be proud of our defence as a whole anyway. The last few games, to look at how many goals we've actually conceded compared... I know obviously we're not scoring many goals at the minute, but the defence as a whole has been incredible and long may it continue because once the goals do start coming, that'll um, go a long way for our position on the table. Absolutely. And Carl says we should have a man of the match vote every time. I'll tell you what, Carl, I think it's a good idea. We'll have the pundits vote and we'll have uh, the chat vote as well. A bit like, it's a bit like... Um, What's that? I mean, the dance thing that they have on the uh, what's it called? Dance Not dance off, it's uh, <laughs> what's the show? Strict, it's a bit like Strictly and Eurovision. You've got the uh, the judges' vote and then you've got the people's vote. So, this is the pundits, and the chat is the people's vote. So, that's what we got. Um, does that mean I, I need to start bringing a like a thing with a circle on and hold it up? <laughs> we can do. I reckon we have a stick, and we can go seven, eight, and then that. turn it around to reveal the man of the match. That that would be a good idea, Scott. <laughs> that's up for your next one. Um, Adrian Richards demanding a recoat. I cast three hundred votes from Devon Wolves. Um, but fan, and to finish it off, I think Katie here is basically saying the boys should hold their heads high today. I think we should all uh, concur with that. It's been a, a fantastic. It's been a fantastic show. It's one hour forty-five minutes, um, and it's gone like that because we've had some fantastic guests right from the beginning, right through, and we've had some fantastic contributions again in the chat. Just to reiterate, there won't be an extra time show 
probably won't be an extra time show for Brighton, um, but there will be an IFR. But there will be an extra time show uh, for Chelsea, which... What time will we play in Chelsea? Half 12 again, is it? Let me know. Yeah, so we're on TV three times, I think. Yeah, so that'll be on the same day. Uh, please, could you do us a favour? Smash, if you've enjoyed the content to, today, please smash a like on this video. Leave some comments. Feel free to share it. Uh, check out my uh, my instant reaction after the game. The match vlog will be out on Sunday. We're hoping to get this up on podcast uh, later tonight. If you've watched it live, thank you so much. Um, if you're watching it back uh, or listening to it back on the podcast, really hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Merv said it's 2pm on Sunday. Yeah. Patrick says, great show. Stu Kelsill, make an appearance one day. Yes, Stu, you'd be welcome. Gary uh, says, cheers, that is another quality video. Uh, yeah, thanks for everyone that's joined us the, as the members um, you, you can all see because you've got your green and your different colours on there. Wolves F1 as well and, and Gary recently joining. Get on the Discord group. Trudy says thank you. Andy says thank you. Scott, thanks for being so patient and uh, waiting to the uh, end. It's uh, much appreciated. And as I say, we'll hopefully get the podcast up uh, in the next um, hour and we'll look forward to uh, match of the day. And as a special treat, as long as I can get it sorted... Because uh, I'm going down to my sister's um, on Wednesday because uh, they've got one of them special TV things that I can, we can't talk about. Because uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I, it's always on BT, is it? I, I'm not sure, but we will do a watch along just for old times' sake. So uh, if you can join up, join up with that. Make sure you've liked the, uh, follow the channel, hit the bell on so you won't miss it, and. Um, until the next one from me and Scott, you know what's coming next, don't you, mate? Always, Always walls. Take care, guys. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.